year's bowl game? Well, first of all, this has been a fantastic opportunity for our kids. It's a first-class bowl. Um, it's ran the right way with a whole bunch of people that care about the universities that are here and the kids that are here. Um, so, uh, you know, we've had an opportunity to be a few of these bowls. Uh, and again, I just reiterate, it's big time, first class. Kids are very well taken care of. So any team that has an opportunity to come here in the future is, is very blessed and a uh, tremendous opportunity for their team and the university to participate in this. We're looking forward to the game. Um, you know, Kent State obviously is a football team that battled like crazy uh, to get to the point they are right now. We did the same. Uh, so many close football games on both sides of these teams. Uh, you look at the year and the schedule and uh, how these guys on both both of these football teams, Utah State and Kent State, won games. You see a tough football team. The, they both play the game the right way, in my opinion. They battle, they fight, they believe in each other. When it gets tight, you know, they found a way to win close football games, which gave them the opportunity to uh, be here today. So, again, just a great opportunity for our university to be here, um, and a great time has been had. And we'll look forward to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, putting on a good football show on the uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, to echo a lot of the same sentiments, we talked to our kids a bunch for, you know, the, to earn the opportunity to have a reward at a bull site. And when we got the invitation to come down here to Frisco, we knew it was going to be a first-class deal. Talked to Coach Solich, um, him and his team being down here a year ago. Couldn't sing enough praises about the way this bull was ran. Talking to the kids as we came over, you know, been fortunate to get to a few places as, as a player, as a coach. And, and this is a first-class, top-of-the-line bull. So couldn't be more happy to be here. Um, it's been a great week of, of Events. You know we got two great competitive football teams. Again, there's a lot of a lot of similarities in, in the way that we play, and the pillars, and the core values, and the philosophies that, that we're building our programs on. Um, so looking forward to competing tomorrow night. Uh, it'll be an honor to share the field with Utah State, the players, and the coaching staff. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. Okay, now we'll open it up to questions. You see, we do have some players from each team here. They'll be available for one-on-ones following the press conference along with our head coaches. But now we'll open it up to questions, and we have um, our friendly staff over here from the Frisco Bowl ready to take the microphone from you. Please raise your hand if you'd like to ask a question. Hey, we're done. Easy enough. Flash fast. Let's roll. Dalton Renshaw, uh, Utah Statesman. Uh, Coach Lewis, your final four games of the season, you won the final three, you almost won that fourth. Is there something in particular you guys did to kind of turn things around at that point in the season, pull those, pull those wins out? I mean, there was nothing, there was no one thing, there was no one message. It was a culmination of what the kids have done through the past two years. You know, when we came in, you know, we knew that. Uh, we, we had to instill a, a culture of, of a workman's like attitude, uh, being tough, um, but yet having fun and, and trusting one another and, and being smart. So the kids have embodied that um, for the past two years, and, and it, you know, you, you get through some adversity there, and we're sitting there three and six, and the kids pulled tight. They believed in one another, and then we found a way. There was a lot of good lessons that we learned from the the you know, the, the first year and the first half of this season, those lessons we carried forward and we were able to find ourselves on the right side of the ledger and find a way to score one more point than those other teams. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So we get the opportunity to be here. And it's a testament to our kids' resolve, their grit, their toughness, and, and the tremendous job the staff had done. Right up front there, please. Jason Walker, Utah Statesman. So, Coach Anderson, you guys have forced a lot of turnovers this season. Oh, Kent State doesn't give up a lot of turnovers. Like, how big is that going to be for your defense to force turnovers in this game? And Create more chances for your offense. Well, the turnovers are obviously uh, a huge part of every football game. Uh, 
you know, our ability to be able to get our hands on the ball when the opportunity presents itself is, is important. Um, and it's just as important on the other side, on the offense, to make sure that we don't turn it over. So, you know, we've been just okay in that category. To, that's probably being a little bit nice. Um, when you overall see our numbers, we're in the minus area for turnovers for the season, and that's not where you want to be. So we've done some good things on the defensive side of the ball. You know, hopefully that can continue as you go through. And when opportunity presents itself, you need to jump on it. Uh, but there's so many things that go into play in a football game that are important. Turnovers is definitely one of them, and you know both sides will be seeking that ball when they're playing defense. I'm sure. Who else here? Not all at once. Really, right there in the back, please. Yes, right there, the gentleman, videographer, right there in the back. Uh, I mean, Coach Gary Anderson, uh, Mitch Myers from TV Two. Um, just talk about. Um, Kent State's rush defense, I mean, that's something they struggle with, of course, of course, in the past. So, I mean, taking a look at that and kind of taking a look at their defense, how do you exploit that? You want to punch him or you want me to? <laughs> <laughs> I got a great relationship with Mitch, so he'll be flying back with yeah, us. I'll handle it then. You'll, you'll handle it later. Yeah. There goes your Christmas present, buddy. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you can look at both defenses at times, and they've played very well against the run, and they're not so well against the run. And I think that there's, you know, there's there's opponents that go into that. And when you play the schedules that we play, uh, and the opponents that we play, you know, these guys had Wisconsin, Auburn, you know, Arizona State. Things can get real skewed. I think what you need to do when you talk about those things is let's look at down and let's break down our conference and see how we did. And that's what I do. I dive into the conference, and when the playing field is leveled out a little bit and gives you those opportunities to see how they're playing against common opponents within their conference. And so I don't see the holes that many people think they may see when you get into that situation. Um, I don't see it on really on either side in some of the stats that are out there on defense. So I think you got two defenses that play, play hard. Um, and it's just a perfect example of when you, know, you look at the numbers and see who they're playing, when they're playing, uh, when they played good rush defense and they had to to be able to put themselves and be able to win a game. You know. Uh, Perfect example for that is our team, you know, Fresno State. We couldn't stop the fly sweep all day long. Uh, we find a way in the fourth quarter to stop a fly sweep, and then Jacoby makes a great play on, what, third and six inches, and then we have a chance to win the game. Other than that, we probably don't, you know, we go into overtime and possibly not win the game. And so these guys are opportunistic. Um, they're tough. They battle. They fight. So I don't get caught up in too many numbers, I guess I'd say, in, the, in, a, in a long way to answer your question. And then Coach Lewis being shorthanded on the defense without Matt Barr and without Jamal Parker for the first half, kind of what steps have you taken this last week to kind of make that not evident? Yeah, I mean, again, it kind of goes to everything that we've instilled from day one with next man up. And, and you know, we lost Jamal in the second half of, of the game against Eastern Michigan. So we had young guys rise to the occasion. You know, Matt's been a significant contributor for the six years that he's been in our program, but has really turned into a rotational player through the second half of the season. And Cepeda Phillips and Mandela Lawrence Burke has stepped up in a big time way. So, again, in every spot, and, and Coach Anderson will probably echo the same thing that, you know, it's next man up, you know, and you got to make sure that you're trained, you're prepared for when your opportunity comes. And it's a great stage and a great opportunity here at the Frisco Bowl to take advantage of that. To the right, right over here. Uh, for Coach Anderson, this is Chris Feneen from The Athletic. Uh, you had a few players uh, in trouble earlier this week. I know the school said they are eligible to play. Uh, uh, what is their status for the game? Well, the first thing is, you know, I think it's important. Everyone in this room knows that everything that you read in every article is absolutely 100% accurate. Um, ha ha, right? Uh, so as we go through there, you know, the school was forced, um, some attorneys were forced to make a statement on obviously an article that had a bunch of holes in it and was not truthful, so all the way through truthful. So where it all sits and where it all comes out in the end is, 
we'll see. But I'm excited to see where it comes out in the end because I know I believe where it goes. And I just hope the people that, you know, make statements, whoever made the statement, I'm not saying the guy that wrote the article, somebody got information some way, but obviously there was some um, inaccurate uh, pieces to that article, I would suppose. Uh, you would know that by the way that the university reacted. You would know that by the way that, uh, you know, the attorneys involved reacted. And there were some statements in there that were, were not truthful. So I just hope at the end of this whole thing that those people can have the same miserable day that those kids had when these articles come out, right? I hope they can have those same miserable days. So, and I'll work hard if I can to make sure that those days are miserable for those people. They won't be as miserable, but it's, uh, you know, it's highly irritating to put kids in this setting, in this situation, at a bowl game and to uh, have to have them go through, you know, those hours and those times um, just because somebody told somebody something that obviously wasn't completely correct. It's a shame. It really is a shame. It's a pity. Uh, I, could go, I could go on and on if you want me to, but I won't. This would be Jordan's last game either way. Is, is he going to play? Is Jordan going to play? Yes. Yeah, there was never any thought that he wouldn't play. We have policies set up just like the university statement. If, now, that's a real statement. So if you want to read that statement, that's something from people who really care about kids and believe in things, um, believe in giving them the opportunities to go. So read the university statement. It's pretty clear that uh, Jordan would obviously play. And, you know, it's not, uh, it's not a bunch of just verbal whatever, or excuse me, written. I'm almost stopped before I get myself in a little bit of trouble. Any other questions over here for Coach Anderson or Coach Lewis? Right here, please. To your left, gentlemen. Uh, Coach Lewis, Rob Polinski, Kent State Radio. Uh, last year, first year, two and ten. This year, in your second year, to get to six and six and to this point, did this group exceed your expectations? Are you ahead of your plan with what you did with the last half of this year and getting to this point? I'm happy with where we're at. I wouldn't say that we're ahead of schedule, behind schedule, on schedule. You know, we kind of take it day by day and doing the next thing right, finding ways to improve our best on a daily basis, and then showing up and performing when the Flash Fast family needs you to do so. These kids have done a tremendous job, obviously, in between the white lines to, to get here to play in this special bowl game. Really proud of our kids. We got the highest team GPA, cum wise, that we've ever had in a very long time. Um, you know, we had two students that reached a 4.0. You know, we got 19 kids that are on the Dean's list. So not only are these kids excelling on the field to be here for this great reward for their hard work on, on the field, but they're doing it off the field as well. So we're going to keep finding ways to get better. You know, we'll do that today, and hopefully we'll show up and perform to our capabilities on Friday against a really good team and we'll keep going, keep our nose to the grindstone. Work works, and wherever that puts us on schedule, that's where you guys can decide where we're at. In the red, right over here to your right, please. Coach Anderson, uh, you mentioned on Friday how much you expect the team to come out for your seniors and give them one more game. And a lot of your seniors have been really a pillar to your team this, this season. How much do you expect them to kind of carry you guys on, on the field tomorrow? Well, there's a reason why the seniors sit in the front row of our, of our team room. Um, those kids are playing. The whole football team is playing for the seniors because it is their last opportunity, whether it's their last day of fall camp or it's their last day, last rep of the first game they played in the season. It's their last time. And I want as many of those opportunities to be valuable um, experiences and fun memories for those seniors as much as possible. Uh, and, you know, the kids are playing for, for that, and they're playing for, for Aggie Nation. And that's really where it kind of stops and starts, in my opinion. So I expect the seniors to come out and play their best games. And I'm sure both teams expect that. And I expect the kids to really rally around their teammates. And it's like I always say, this is, 
you know, there's seasons are long and years are long for the kids and there's so many hours and things they put in, but now it's down to a very short period of time. And so this team's going to be together for, you know, a couple days and then they'll never, ever be together again. After that, they're going to scatter all over the country and some of them will come back in January 4th or January 6th. We'll start this whole thing up with some new faces and a bunch of familiar faces, but this team will never be together again. So if you can't bow up and fight for that for one moment for your kids, because of, you know, there's times when it, football's a team sport and you fight and when things are right, you fight. When things are wrong, you fight. Okay, if uh, um, and those situations come about, and, and you fight for your buddies, you fight for your teammates um, in good and bad. And I expect them to fight hard on Friday against a very good team. And you know, Kent State's going to do the same thing. So I think you're going to have a really good football game. And um, we both have high expectations for our program. It's obvious, um, and uh, so the similarities are there. So they'll fight for each other. Any other questions for our head coaches? Yes, in the back, TV two. I mean, both of you can answer this question, but your guys' relationship with each other, I mean, you both have been at Wisconsin before, not the same time, but you guys know of each other, and seeing you guys talk, it seems like a good relationship. So if you guys want to talk about that. I mean, we, we met for the first time when I was an assistant at another school, and, and Coach was, you know, back at uh, Camp Randall. Um, got a brief interaction then, just, just exchanged pleasantries. You know, and then this week's been really cool. You know, the same way that our players have been able to interact a little bit, Coach and I have been able to interact a little bit. And again, through shared conversations, you know, we we're kind of joking that probably next year if we're both down here again, we'll just have a inner squad practice together and kind of, you know, work out some kinks before we go. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's cool. It's a neat thing about the bowl experiences for our kids. A lot of our kids haven't been to Texas before, you know, but you, but you get to meet new people, experience new things. You, you see kind of the, the fun competition that happened last night at the bowl event in the impromptu dance off and, and all those things. The kids handle it the right way. That's a testament to Coach Anderson, his staff, his character, and the way he leads his program. Um, and again, you can tell there's a mutual respect because we do things the same way and we kind of operate on the same frequency. So it's been a pleasure to be around him and his team. Yeah, much of the same for me. It's just uh, it's it's a little harder for me because now I'm the old man and he's the young guy and all the it's uh it's fun to watch those guys. You know, it is. I sat and watched that Buffalo game and watched those kids battle back. And there was a part of me that you go to the past and you see, <clears throat> excuse me, what's there. But uh, they come back and win that game. And I remember those feelings of having that opportunity to get a team to be bowl eligible for the first time. It's such, it's an awesome, it's an awesome spot. So um, I'm happy. Um, I'm happy for Kent State and these guys that got where they got and to be able to see uh, the programs that, again, have a lot of similarities and a lot of core beliefs. But yeah, we met, uh, we met on Camp Randall that day and um, I, uh, I learned during the week of practice that, uh, you know, Coach had been at, uh, at Wisconsin and, and played for Coach Alvarez back in the day, and there were some connections there a little bit. So we met there, but it's been fun to see him. I, I, like I told you, I didn't even know he was there. And all of a sudden, oh, there's Coach Lewis right there out on the field, and he's Kent State now. So I watched that game, and now here we are today. So it's a crazy world we live in, but you know, congratulations. And he'll be doing this a lot longer than I am. I'll be sitting on the couch one day with my feet watching this team, and, and if he screws it up, I'll make sure I text him and say, what the hell are you doing there, man? <laughs> Who else? I'll write up here in the front, please. Uh, Coach Anderson, Ben Pagani, TV2. Uh, a lot of Kent State's players talked yesterday about how a bowl win doesn't necessarily define their season. You obviously have a few players who are headed towards the NFL draft, a lot of successful players. Do you get that sense in the locker room from them, or do you as a coach think that winning a bowl game really defines what this team has done all season? No, there's a couple of things to me for that. Is number one, you're playing a bowl game, so you're playing for that, and that's a championship. Um, 
in my mind. That's the way I look at it. I mean, if they're putting a trophy out there, you're playing for a championship. So it's an important game, and they're all important, but you are playing for a championship. Uh, the other thing I would say is that it absolutely does not define the season in any way, shape, or form. You know, our belief is this, and this has always been my belief, if you get to six and seven games, you're a good football team because you get rewarded. Um, a lot of people here from Logan have heard me say this, and you're going to hear me say it a thousand other times, but that's the fact. If you get to six and seven wins, you're a good football team, and you get rewarded. You have a chance to win one of those, a chance to come to an unbelievable atmosphere in a bowl game, right? That's, just, that's special, so you're good. If you get to seven and eight, I think you're a great team. That's my opinion. Or excuse me, eight and nine, six and seven is good. Eight and nine is great. And if you get double digits, you'll be remembered forever, so you're an elite football team. So, yes, uh, it does mean a lot to come and compete and play for a championship, but it does not define your season. Your whole season as a whole defines yourself, in my opinion, where you get to your win totals, how your kids are in academics, how they're growing as young men, how they are socially. There's so many things to gauge a football team as. And I, at the end, I realize we're all just measured by our wins and our losses. But uh, for these two dudes sitting right here, I promise you, it's a hell of a lot more than just sitting back and saying we won six games, nine games, or 11 games. I guarantee it. Coach Lewis, would you like to add to that? Yeah, I mean, it's... Again, the similarities run deep, right? I mean, it's to, to bring home a championship trophy, to, to bring home, uh, you know, another victory, and for our kids to, to finish as winners. You know, right now we're sitting at 6-6, six and six, so we can't really call ourselves winners at, at the end of the day. But to finish 7-6 and six and to be winners and be, you know, a, a winning football team's first one since 2012 for us, obviously that's, that's – uh, something that we want to do, something that we want to accomplish. But to say that what happens tomorrow evening in a highly competitive game between two really good teams defines the whole season, defines what these kids have done for the past 365 days, I, I, I can't disagree more with that. You know, this is going to be uh, another story, another chapter, and a fabulous season and a great run. And, and hopefully, you know, we're, we're going to put together a first-class game for this first-class experience that we've had all week. But the results of tomorrow, as you well know, and have been around me for a long time, you know, it, it's we're more about process over anything, and by us doing things the right way, you know, that'll lead to results that we want.